0: Mangrove, the zero yeah. go, the zero yeah. go, the zero To another edition of Touring the AFC South, I'm your host, Mike Patton, and we're going to recap Week 15 in the AFC South, which saw the Indianapolis Colts take on the Minnesota Vikings, the Jaguars host the Dallas Cowboys, the Texans host the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Tennessee Titans go west to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Definitely a week of uh, interesting results, I must say. But, of course, we have to start first with the Colts heading to Minneapolis. Boy, oh, boy. Wow. The Colts, no one really gave them a chance going into this game. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people did not. But, boy, did they show some things in the first half of this game. They were up seventeen nothing after the first quarter, thirty three nothing at halftime. I mean, they were handling the Minnesota Vikings, who are who are ten and three going in this game, and for a four and eight, four and one team that hasn't looked very good this year. I mean, it was amazing to watch. I mean, you get a, you know, you get an offensive touchdown, you get a, a block punt, you get a. Interception. I mean, just a lot going on and a lot going good for the Indianapolis Colts in the first half of this game. Then the second half happened. Minnesota Vikings scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. They had that follows 14 points they scored in the third quarter, and they come all the way back to tie this game and send it into overtime, tied at 36. And then, of course, they get a stop, kick field goal, win the game at the end, in overtime, and the Colts lose. This is the biggest comeback in NFL history. 33-0 at halftime. You're leading, and you lose the game. Boy, oh boy. If this is not indicative of the highs and the lows of the Indianapolis Colts this season, then I don't know what is. Get excited, they do well one week, and the next week they just fall off the face of the earth. In the second half, they scored three points. Three points, including overtime. Three points. When in the first half, you were dominating this team. Honestly, just looking at that, that speaks to some of the adjustments that were not made by the Indianapolis Colts, offensively, defensively, wherever. Just adjustments not made. The Minnesota Vikings made adjustments at halftime. And I'm sure everyone talks about the Minnesota Vikings. I know I have. But you can't deny they showed some resolve and that they basically made their adjustments. They did. They did. Now, Matt Ryan... Has, you know, been down 28-3, and now he's been up 28-3 in the Super Bowl and was up 33 nothing in this game. I mean, I'm wondering the thoughts that are going through his head when it comes to those those numbers, 28-3 and 33-0. Probably not a good thought. But, you know, for the, the Colts, the running game still got going, even though Jonathan Taylor was out early in this game. Uh, Zach Moss getting his most extensive action since the uh, since he, he got traded to the Colts. 24 carries, 81 yards. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, of course, Deion Jackson, uh, the other backup, 13 carries, 55 yards. But and it just seemed like their offense became very, very predictable in the second half. And they weren't playing to actually win the game, but playing not to lose the game. And any time that happens, you never really win the game. Let's just be honest. And Kirk Cousins, he essentially torched them in the second half of this game. Ended up with 460 yards passing. Of course, you know he had the two interceptions. He had the one return back for the for the uh, for the touchdown, but 460 yards. Four hundred and sixty—that's close to five hundred yards in one game. Wow! And of course, you know Dallin Cook had a good game as well. I mean, he had almost—he uh, had over two hundred yards of—he off- had two hundred yards of offense by himself. Ninety-five. Uh, well, I'm sorry, a hundred and ninety yards of offense by himself. Ninety-five rushing, ninety-five in the passing game, including the big touchdown. To uh, bring them, I believe, at the tie, or to that led to the tie, I should say. Meanwhile, amazing game. Couldn't stop KJ Osborne at wide receiver for the Colts. He, uh, he he put up ten. He had ten receptions, 157 yards, and one touchdown for the for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, twelve receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. And Dalvin Cook, four receptions, 95 yards. I mean. What are the Colts doing defensively here? Obviously not getting pressure. They're obviously not defending very well. And I I, I just, it, it, it's unbelievable you give up a 33-point lead. You don't make any type of adjustments on the fly, on the field, the locker room, anywhere, because you know they're going to make adjustments. But it just seemed like the adjustments the Colts didn't make came back to bite them. I mean, if they did make adjustments, I definitely didn't see it in how they were playing. And they were a little bit too predictable offensively in the second half, in my opinion. But they are who they are. They did what they did, and they are having the season they're having. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. Boy, oh boy. I know you've got to be a little either a little frustrated or are close to checking out if you're a Indianapolis Colts fan watching this season. Just say. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Dallas Cowboys on Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Batten. Touring the AFC South is available on... Google Podcast, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcasts, available on iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Takes a quick second, not very long at all. So that way you get all the knowledge, all the guests, all the information directly to you. Don't even have to search. You can just go ahead and subscribe and if you like what you listen to, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a rating system there. Go ahead and rate the show. I'd greatly appreciate five stars from you. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate the show. Again, five stars is appreciated. And if you would review, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. The reviews for this podcast helped it rise up the rankings and get it in the eyes in the the stream of more people so they can tune in and get all this great knowledge as well. Greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're on to the next game featuring a team from the AFC South. And we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys heading down the Duval to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars were coming off a dominating win against the Tennessee Titans previous week. And in the last few times they've had big wins, the next week they kind of have had a letdown. Now, in this game, it started off that way. They were down 21-7 going in halftime. Couldn't really get things going offense. We Got a little spark before the half, but it seemed like Dallas could do what they wanted to do, running the football or throwing the football. But let me tell you, after halftime, I don't know what speech that Doug Peterson gave. I don't know who decided they are going to step up, but the Jacksonville Jaguars stepped They scored 17 points in the third quarter. 10 points in the fourth quarter. And that tied the ball game up at 34 all. Now, the last touchdown, that drive was very, very impressive in terms of Trevor Lawrence and his ability there. I mean, you know, people talk about, is he going to be the franchise guy? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? But I can say on this drive, that last drive to tie up the game, and the drive that of course scored a touchdown earlier in the uh in the fourth quarter, you know, the three yard touchdown pass to Zay Jones. I mean, he was doing his thing. He was making things happen. Um, you know, just very good awareness from Evan Ingram to dive out of bounds. While they're driving to get that game-tying field goal as well. I mean, it just, it was great to see that he actually is starting to find what some people think is that level that a franchise quarterback should find. But I would be remiss if I did not give credit to the Jacksonville Jaguar defense. I mean, they came to play. They came to play. They did. Down 21-7. They gave up, what, 13 points in the second half. And it wasn't like Dallas was just doing whatever they wanted in the second half because the Jaguars were bringing some heat. And Mr. Rashad Jenkins was stepping up. He had the interception. And then, you know, of course, when it went into overtime, he had the walk-off pick six. Yes, he picked off Dak Prescott and ran it in for the touchdown to put the Jaguars up 40 to 34 and win the game in overtime. It's just amazing to kind of watch this team and their growth. I mean, they were 2-1 and at one point and then they lost some games and people kind of were down on them. Then they went against the Ravens and go to lose to the Detroit Lions. Then they turn around and show up in Tennessee versus the Titans and win 36-22. I mean, <clears throat> and then today, when things were looking bleak in the first half, they come out, come back, tie this ball game late in the fourth. And then the defense wins the game for them with a touchdown. I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch the growth of this team and you know the Titans. You gotta look in your in your rearview mirror because the Jacksonville Jaguars are right there. And if things keep going like this, then it could end up that the final game be for the AFC South. Now that would be amazing for Jaguars fans, given, given the ineptitude that they have seen over most of their time. I mean, of course, we do remember the year that the Jaguars went to the AFC title game against the New England Patriots with uh, you know you had Jalen Ramsey and those guys out there. But that seems like a far distant memory at this point for many Jaguars fans. So to see this level of excitement, to, to see this level of confidence in their guys as a coach and Doug Peterson, to see Trevor Lawrence start to figure things out a little more uh, it's got to be concerning for the rest of the AFC South because if he starts to figure things out and figure things out consistently, it's going to be a lot of trouble for defenses. A lot of trouble. And, I mean, his weapon showed up too. You had Travis Etienne, 19 carries, 103 yards, which he continues to shine in that star, uh, the, the, the number one running back role. And, of course, you got Yusei Jones shows up, six receptions, 109 yards, three touchdowns. Oof, yes, Zay Jones had the game. And, uh, you know, as as I like to say, uh, he showed that he's, uh, he's ready for the glow, basically. It's the inside joke, folks, that have seen Zay Jones before. But I'm going to leave that one there. Of course, you know, you had Christian Kirk step up, six receptions, 92 yards. Evan Ingram, another strong game again, eight receptions, 62 yards. And like I mentioned earlier, the great awareness to get out of bounds when they're making that field, they drive for that game-tying field goal uh, in the fourth quarter. But you gotta you gotta tip your hat to just the resolve of this team because I don't know if they would have been able to do this last season. I, I doubt they would have. I mean, overcoming turnovers, overcoming just poor play, and then flipping that switch on, and deciding, hey, we're not going to take this anymore. Got to give props for props to them or do. Dallas Cowboys. I know that's not. This is not necessarily a loss that they expected. However, with the Washington Commanders losing, they clinched the playoff berth. So, hey, all isn't bad. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs on tour AFC South. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to. Well, let me tell you about peace of mind counseling and life coaching they offer services ranging from mental health counseling parenting classes life coaching services therapy alcohol and drug assessments and so much more and all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors also they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching all you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton, and it's on to Houston, where the Kansas City Chiefs came down to a Town to take on the Houston Texans in a game that many expected. The Kansas City Chiefs to win and win handily in. Unfortunately for them, it did not end that way. But fortunate for them, it did end for them in the win. The final for this game was 30-24. to 24. The Kansas City Chiefs did win in overtime. Yes, it went to overtime. Yeah, against the Houston Texans. I know many will find that hard to believe, but the Houston Texans actually were in this game. They actually did play hard, which they always do, but they actually had a few things going offensively. And Defensively, they they did at points cause some problems for Kansas City Chiefs. I know that may sound shocking to a lot of people, but hey, it's it's absolutely true. I was watching the game. Let's see. But, of course, you know, it started early. You know, they went up. Uh, the, the first t- points weren't scored in the game until a minute, one second into the first quarter. And it was by the Houston Texans. Their tight end scored a touchdown and put them up 7 nothing. This is in the first quarter. I mean, it was pretty amazing that they held them scoreless for the first quarter. P- pretty amazing and shocking at the same time. But, of course, you know, they couldn't be stopped for that long. Though. Jared McKinnon scores a touchdown. Uh, matter of fact, they scored two touchdowns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes throws for both of them in the first half, missed the extra point. They're now 14-13. Then the second half comes around pretty even in the uh, third and then even in the fourth. I mean, they basically both score a touchdown, both score a field goal in the second half of the game. It's just the... Kansas City Chiefs went for two instead of you know, going for one so they could tie the no not tie the game but put themselves up twenty-four twenty one. So that was the case there. Then you had uh fair Fairburn Fairb- Bond. I I butchered his last name, my apologies. But uh the the Texans kick a field goal with five eleven left, tie the game at twenty four. Then in overtime, here's where the big turnover happens. Davis Mills is running outside the pocket. He's gonna get a first down, or he's it looks like he's on his way. He's just a nice run. Then he gets stripped. And when he does, the ball goes down, kicks off his leg, I believe, and then in the mad scramble to pick up the ball, or I'm sorry, to recover the fumble. It goes right between the running back's legs. He falls on the ball. But when he falls on the ball, he doesn't secure it, and it goes between his legs and the pile. Kansas City Chiefs get it. And on the next play, um, McKinnon, Drake McKinnon, runs a 26-yard touchdown in, and it's ball game. Kansas City Chiefs win. But I will have to say this game, the Houston Texans showed a lot of heart in this game. They played hard. They played hard. They made some things happen. I mean, it's not easy to stop the Kansas City Chiefs anyway, but they did. It wasn't like they forced a bunch of turnovers either. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't score. Excuse me, didn't throw an interception. I mean, as far as fumbles, they lost a couple fumbles, of course, with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster when he caught a pass and, uh, on the way down, fumbled the ball based off a big hit from the Houston Texans and Pacheco, of course, fumbled the football earlier in the game other than that it was a pretty clean game for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Texans were there making stops I've got to definitely give props to them where they are due um, just did not have enough to get it done in, in, the, regular, uh, in the regular time or an overtime. Just could not come up with a stop one or didn't secure the ball, but you have to secure that ball. Especially when you're running out in the open field and you know defenders are coming after you. At least tuck the ball in, Davis Mills. At least do so. Uh also another thing, the Houston Texans did run their two quarterback system again with Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills. Didn't work quite as well this time, so for them. So you, know, you might want might to take that back out of the game plan, man. But, hey, if you do, and keep it in the game plan, more power to you. We'll see how it works. But, yeah, just a, a hard-fought game by the Houston Texans, but unfortunately just did not have enough to win, did not make the winning plays when they needed to. <sighs> Tough one indeed. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we got to talk about these Tennessee Titans taking on the Los Angeles Chargers on touring AFC South. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423 423- Five five seven six seven four six. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silvers Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silvers Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back to in the AFC South in our last and final game. To talk about the Tennessee Titans going west to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, definitely was a hard-fought ball game, and of course, a pretty painful one for the Tennessee Titans as they had a few players go out of the game. Uh, most notably, you had Ryan Tannehill go out of the game with an ankle injury and then come back. Uh, but yeah, a lot of injuries for the Titans in this one. Uh, well, a good bit of them, uh, and. Some of them not coming back to the game, but I digress. The Titans fought hard in this game. I mean, you have they were down seven nothing and tied it up seven seven in the second quarter. No one scored in the third, and then in the fourth quarter, you had the fourteen. you had the score to put the the Jaguars. Excuse me, not the Jaguars, the Los Angeles Chargers up fourteen to seven. Then you had Ryan Tannehill with a one-yard, uh, basically a QB sneak, that they drove the ball all the way down the field, made some big plays, including a, a big pass to Chico Franco, mm-hmm. who was quickly becoming one of the more explosive guys on this team, on the offensive side. But unfortunately, the game was not over when they scored that, uh, when they scored that touchdown to tie the game with 48 seconds left. He apparently left too much time for Mr. Justin Herbert. And he drove his team six plays, 52 yards, in 44 seconds. And they kick a field goal with four seconds to win the game. I do have to say one thing, though. You know, before I get into my other thoughts on the game, one heck of an interception, um, you know, started by Roger McCreary to end the first half. I mean, the pass wasn't necessarily in the field of play he was in the end zone he jumps out of the end zone to catch the pass and then tosses it back to one of his teammates now for those that aren't aware if his foot does not land on that chalk or land on out of bounds and he does that it's legal for him to do that so he jumps in there passes it back to his teammate or kind of pitches it back to his teammate before his feet touch the ground that teammate drags both feet in the end zone, and it's a touchback, which is great play, Uh, definitely from a, a, a rookie as well. So that was one thing. I mean, the defense did did play well. Kevin Byron had an interception. They were sacking the quarterback. But when it came to the end of the game, it's almost like they ran out of juice out there. I mean, you were down players. You'd been on the field a lot, and it just is what it was. Unfortunately, the Titans come on the up. The they get the short end of the stick basically in this one it's four losses in a row uh you know a lot of uh, questions being asked uh from media members in the locker room about you know what's going on or you know how it's weighing on them anything like that but i mean there's always going to be highs and lows when it comes to the game of football and here's just another but another challenge um you know, wide receivers couldn't quite get open the way he wanted. Uh Ryan Tannehill trying to force one to Racy McMath, who uh before the season started in preseason, he was definitely a guy that was gonna get a lot of more playing time, but it just seems like it it's all off now since he's been back. Uh of course, you know, I mentioned Tannehill threw that interception, trying to throw it to him in double coverage, which you should never do. Uh there's other mistakes that happen with um you know, receivers and routes and different things like that. But, you know, it's just a combination of different things why this offense cannot get on track. They just can't for some reason. I have no idea why, but just it just seems like they cannot get a specific pattern, a specific way of doing things and continuously do that to refine what they do. Um Now, because of this loss, 17-14 uh, loss again, and Jacksonville's win – The Titans are one game ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Yes, they are one game ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars with three games left. Three. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how things go. Do the Titans full on collapse and not make the playoffs? Or do the Jacksonville Jaguars fumble the bag? We're definitely going to see. They left us with a lot of intrigue and interest. Uh, well, I would, wouldn't say that for Houston or Indianapolis, but, you know, they, Houston, Indianapolis did give up, like, the biggest lead in, in the history. But, you know, we, we won't discuss that one too much more, but it did happen, unfortunately, for them. But I can't put them in the exciting category. The Titans and Jaguars, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and they do, again, face each other the last week of the season, I believe, which could very well be for the AFC South crown. Wow. <laughs> Alright, well I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Week 15 Recap of AFC South, uh, of the, of touring the AFC South, I should say. Uh, of course, my name is Mike Patton, I know you heard in the commercial earlier, How uh, you can find me on Twitter, it's at, at Mike MikePatton82, it's mikepanton 82 on Twitter. Of course, many other places you can find me, but you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts. You can even find it on iHeartRadio. Go check it out. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. I thank you all for tuning in and we're out.